We're giving a nod to the fact that it's Valentine's Day. And if you'd like to join the conversation and tell us how your Valentine's Day is going so far, or perhaps share the story of the best Valentine you ever received, we're here for it. Send those voice notes or texts to 072-567-1567. I'm smiling at the tweet I've just seen from writer Margie Orford, who says the following. In 1978, when I was 14, I got the one and only Valentine's card of my life. Inside, it said... I love the way you roll your R's. I opened it at the family breakfast table. I still blush at the memory, but I loved it. I never found out who sent it, though. But whoever did, I love you, she says. That's a great story. I wonder if you've got a Valentine that you remember that you've never worked out who it came from. If you have one of those stories and you'd like to try and reach the person who sent it via Cape Talk, send us a WhatsApp. Uh, I hope it's been a happy Valentine's Day for you, uh, whether you are Valentining yourself or a significant other. But you may recall this time last year, we hosted a series of conversations with couples who had been married for more than 30 or 40 or in one case 50 years if I remember correctly so we thought this year we'd do the opposite and let's have a conversation with somebody who is at the start of that journey and talk about navigating life as a newlywed in 2024 with me on the line is our former colleague Zoe Brown popular presenter of TV show Espresso until quite recently she was the co-host of The Flash Drive with Carl Westy on our sister station KFM and if you know the story you'll know that Zoe stepped away from that role partly because she was battling to juggle an increasingly packed work schedule but also partly to have enough time for herself and her significant other, knowing that she was soon to walk down the aisle. She did exactly that in November, so we thought we'd catch up today and found out how married life is treating her. Zoe, it's lovely to have your voice on Prime Media Airwaves again. Welcome to the show. Oh, it's so great to be back on the airwaves. Thank you so much. And what a special treat to, you know, be one of the newlyweds. And I mean, it's it's only a couple of months for you guys. So very, very newly newlyweds. But Zoe, I understand that your story goes back many, many years. Even if it wasn't a sort of a childhood sweetheart's love story, you've actually known each other a long, long time, haven't you? We have. So to to give you context, we've been married, I think this past Sunday was three months. Okay. We joke we've had our three month um, wedding anniversary, but we haven't even been dating for two years. <laughs> um, we were in high school together. So he's basically known me since I was 13. Um, my family relocated to Durban when I was about 12. And then when I started high school there, he was just a year above me. So we've always been friends. You know, when you move to Cape Town or to any city, you, you always meet up with people from back home. And that's kind of what our story was about until not last year, the year before, when we started hanging out a little bit more and then kind of crossed that line. I always love stories like that because, Zoe, I mean, to be married to your best friend uh, is such a wonderful thing. To have the friendship aspect as well as the romance all rolled into one package is, I think, the ideal for most relationships. So it sounds like a friendship that just deepened and deepened and deepened over time. Who who realized first that this was turning into something more than friendship or did it sort of dawn on both of you at the same time? It was, it was actually quite funny because we, we did this with our one-year anniversary. We went through our WhatsApp chat to try and figure out who flirted with who first. <laughs> and it was such a treat to go back, you know, down the timeline. Yeah. And it was actually a friend of mine who was the first one to say, so my husband's name's Robbie. She was like, Zoe, Robbie would be such a great fit for you. And at the time, I'm still trying to lecture her. No, it's important for you to have good guy friends in your life. You shouldn't just cross the line with every guy. Um, so I was lecturing her on that tangent. 
And she was the first one to say, no, 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 you guys would be good together. Um, and I know the Christmas before we, we um, started dating, I went for a trail run with him and my parents were here. And my mom's like, you trail running? I know you hike and I know you like to walk, <laughs> but I, <laughs> so she also saw something before I saw it. Um, but yeah, I think it, it came from equal parts on our behalf. We've now established that based on the WhatsApp history. Okay. <laughs> so equal flirting responsibilities attributed. Okay. Zoe, what about Definitely. the big proposal? I mean, I've just heard on the WhatsApp line from Fiona who tells me her best Valentine's gift ever was her husband asking her to marry him. She said, we celebrate Valentine's Day every year not so much for it being Valentine's Day, but because that was the best decision of our lives. And we've now been married 27 years. Fiona, oh. thank you for that lovely message and uh, for the happy Valentine's Day wishes. Zoe, I mean, there's something to aspire to in 26 or 27 years time. What was the big yeah. proposal like for you? Oh, it was so magical. So I always, so the thing is, I was always the single girl amongst all my friends. And funny enough, Robbie last year was my first and now he's my only Valentine. Um, I always got dumped before or started dating someone just after Valentine's Day. So I never really got to experience a Valentine's Day with a significant other. So for me, it was always with the girlfriends or just doing something by myself. But he proposed in Pilbach at the waterfall and he, he jokes and says, I planned my own valent, uh, my own engagement. But it just all, he just played it really, really cool because the waterfall is something I've done with friends and I really enjoyed it. I really wanted to show him it. And leading up to that weekend that we did go away, um, I saw this thing on Netflix. There was a show called The Perfect Match. Mm-hmm. And the girls were writing little poems to each other. And I said to him, oh, why don't we write poems to each other like a little like a little quirky thing? And he was game for it. And he asked me in his poem to marry him. Of course, I was in tears by oh. the time he got to the second page of his poem because he started his poem off about when he saw me for the first time, which was in my school uniform. <laughs> um, and it ended off simply with, you know, Zoe Brown kissing you that night was the best decision of my life. Will you be my wife? type of thing so it was really really special and definitely one we'll 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 have to keep going back to that waterfall to celebrate man's got standards he has to live up to now for the rest of his life i'm just (laughs) saying zoe obviously a fairy tale wedding then followed in november but once the fairy tale is is put aside and the honeymoon is over and it's back to normal life uh, we know that many newlyweds can find the adjustment quite difficult, uh, particularly if you're living together for the first time in each other's space, suddenly having to be considerate of another person all the time. Uh, I'm intrigued to hear what it's been like for you guys. First three months in, have there been any surprises or challenges that you hadn't foreseen coming? Um, I think this is kind of where we broke the tradition, where we moved in quite quickly after mm-hmm. we started dating. I think we were only dating for four months and made that decision. Um, I'm a big believer, as soon as you get older, you know, the, the quicker you do things, it's, it's a true testament on whether something will work or not. And it's just been the most incredible thing, us living together, even getting married. I'm like, I can't believe we're married. I can't believe we've been married for two months. And mm. so nothing honestly has changed because it's just been so wonderful from the get-go, moving in together. Um, and now it's just a case about reminding each other, like, can you believe it? We've been married three months now. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. I think that's where you also just 
it was a great match from the get-go. Yeah, you're very, very lucky to have found that. Zoe, very aware of the fact that you have a public persona. There are people who know Zoe Brown from TV, from radio, who have their own idea of what you like and who may look up to you and admire you from a distance. And then it's always tricky to juggle those kinds of, of public expectations with having a private life of your own. Is that something you quite sort of uh, fierce about doing, particularly now that you're embarking on married life? Do you have to sort of keep your space sacred and well protected and, and have a sort of a Zoe at home in her private space versus Zoe, the person that the public watches on TV? It's actually so interesting you saying that because, you know, for someone that believes in therapy, my, my, my therapist always says to me, you, you're going into presenter mode. Like you can't, uh-huh. separ- you need to separate all of this and that. So for me, I mean, I am me. I do choose what I share online. Um, I think I share a very small slither of what I do. And I think, you know, just being on radio and being on TV, you tend to share naturally, but I do keep a lot private. Um, and it's just more special. I mean, we had the most incredible honeymoon. And I had people asking me, when are you posting pictures from your honeymoon? And I'm like, I actually mm-hmm. just want to keep the pictures to myself. They yeah. were, it was just such a special time. I'm pretty sure time will come where I want to reminisce online and share more about it. But that for me was quite sacred. I was like, this is, this is my little piece that's just ours um, that I don't have to share. So yeah. I do draw that line, but I think pretty much for the most part, I'm an open book. Um, it's not a character I play on air or on the camera. So for a large part, it's also just me protecting myself and now my significant other and future children that will come along in a couple of years' time. That was going to be my next question. I know that Robbie is a civil engineer. You are, I mean, the reason you stepped away from your role at KFM was that you just had so much work going on in your life. You couldn't fit it all into an average day. Zoe, obviously you guys are in the prime of your careers and and building your profiles. What, uh, I mean, how do you manage the household together? And and, um, you obviously are then, from what you've said, thinking about one day adding to that household. What's the juggling act like for you these days? The Juggling Act has been, it's been pretty balanced. I think for both of us, we've always been very good with, so for example, right now, he's got a project that's wrapping up at the end of Feb. So so at the moment in the relationship, it's 70-30. Th- it's and then there's times where I'm stretched to an end and then the relationships are 80-20. And it's just been, it's never really been 50-50. I think we've kind of met each other where we're at. Um, And that's been a big blessing, having someone that understands that there will be periods where I'm more busier than usual. And the same counts for him. Um, With regards to the the question we now get asked all the time because we're married is when are the kids coming? (laughs) I've always from the beginning said I would love to be married for at least a year only because our dating life was so short. I kind of want to just enjoy being husband and wife before adding because I know once the little ones come, it's it's nonstop. Uh, well, listen, I waited four years and I still wasn't ready, so, so <laughs> to be perfectly yeah. honest. I mean, that is, I did. I specifically didn't ask you, are you going to have kids? Yeah. I left it for you to nominate that because it's one of the things I hate, that there is this sort of assumption of a timeline that must follow one step after the other, when who says that a couple must follow that path? Maybe they want to walk their own path and, and blaze a different kind yeah. of trail on their own time, and I think that's absolutely fine. Uh, but again, being somebody who's in the public eye, do you, do you find that people get a little bit intrusive in that regard and 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 or is it just something that you face from your own friends and family 
<laughs> no, I think it's it's quite natural for anyone to 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 jump on the bandwagon. Like when we got engaged, oh, so when you're getting married, I think it's 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 normal human behavior. As much as we're trying to change the narrative, you can't sometimes help asking someone a question, and then only afterwards you're like, maybe that was not my place to ask mm-hmm. that. But for me, I'm an open book. I think I can, you know, I can if I if I'm not comfortable to answer a question, I always just say, Ooh, you know, it's none of your business. <laughs> but I think. I think for the large part, because we did say from the get-go, we want to just enjoy being married for a bit. I'm not finding that pressure. But I have friends who, you know, they were trying and then they felt added pressure when it didn't happen the way they envisioned it to happen. So that's also something I'm quite mindful of Mm. um, because you're not guaranteed you're going to fall pregnant when you plan. Zoe, it sounds like you guys have got a very sort of clear vision for your relationship and uh, at the same time sort of riding the wave and seeing where it takes you. I like the, the, the sort of counterplay between those two, that, that you're aware of the fact that life doesn't always go according to the linear plan you might have mapped out. Um, that, I think, is a really good approach to take. In closing, what other advice? I mean, you're only three months in. It sounds like you're still very much in the honeymoon phase, but clearly you guys have worked out a way that's working for you. What advice would you share with anybody else listening today who perhaps gets a big Valentine's Day proposal and is about to start planning a life together? Oh, I just want to say to, you know, I think we need to remember to just enjoy it and have fun and and really not allow because day to day life can be extremely stressful, but it only gets stressful if you allow for it. If you if you pick little pockets of fun moments before you know it, you've stringed together so many small little fun moments that when you look back, you'll remember those small little things like, hey, let's be spontaneous, go for a walk before dinner or, hey, it's raining, let's run outside and give each other a big smooch. Um, you need to find those small little moments because life is crazy and I've accepted it's not going to slow down. Um, it's going to get busier, but, you know, stealing those little moments in between is just so special. And for anyone getting engaged or perhaps you're newly engaged or newly married, just enjoy this phase. I think we, we, we keep rushing life away. Mm. Um, and I just want you to enjoy it because that's exactly what I'm doing now. And I think that's also been a bit of my approach for this year is just to slow down a little bit where I can. We're so thrilled that you're getting the opportunity to do that and to have those moments. And Zoe, thanks for your time today. And we wish you many more of those moments in the year ahead and the years to follow. Thanks for making time to chat to us today. This is the best chat ever. Thanks, Papa. Zoe Brown, lovely to have your voice on our airwaves again. And I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that you are finding the space to stop and breathe and smell the flowers a little bit in between the chaotic work schedule I know you juggle. Zoe, of course, until quite recently, our colleague just across the corridor in the KFM studios, uh, still working on television as a presenter on Espresso and juggling many other balls, including ambassador work for various good causes. So to you and to Robbie, all the best for uh, this Valentine's Day and the years ahead. We've got a voice note in from a listener on I think their favourite Valentine's card. I'd love to hear some more from your Valentine's memories and perhaps experiences of today. If you want to share them, you can do this. Send a voice note. The romantic side of Valentine's Day of course, but I think the most the most special Valentine's Day was the first time my kids gave me a Valentine's card. Like when they were just old enough to start doing it themselves. I think that's a special feeling and uh, well worth it. Paul in Somerset West. 
Thanks, Paul. Agreed. I've still got a couple of those lopsided red cardboard hearts cut out in a box somewhere up in the cupboard to keep hold of. Uh, A wish from one of our listeners saying, to all of my friends in committed relationships, happy Valentine's Day. To all the single ones, happy Independence Day. To all who were once in love, happy Heritage Day. To those who are fighting, happy Boxing Day. To those who are trying to make things work, happy Workers' Day. And finally, to those who are expecting no low shedding anymore, happy April Fool's Day.